0: Today's reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. And I want to invite the saints of God to stand for the reading of God's word today. This incredible vision. After this, I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hand and they were shouting with a great roar salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God and they sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving And honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then, one of the twenty-four elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, You are the one who knows. And then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the lamb and made them white. That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve Him day and night in His temple, and He who sits on the throne will give them shelter. They will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun, for the Lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. May God bless the reading of God's word. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, may this vision found in scripture, may you use it to nourish us to remember your goodness your protection, your guidance, and your comfort, especially on this day when we miss our loved ones and remember them. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. My favorite description of the book of Revelation is that reading the book of Revelation is like holding a thunderstorm in your hand. I like that description. Reading Revelation, one minute you encounter monsters, the next minute there are creatures praising God, there are elders and horsemen, plagues and plight, beasts and dragons. The book explodes with power and struggle, good versus evil, Jesus fighting an enemy, thunder and lightning right there in your hands. That describes well what it's like to read the book, I think. And today we come to a portion of this letter that portrays a victory celebration. Can you imagine if you were in the story, if you were John experiencing this vision, perhaps there with him, what that would be like? Just before the passage we read together a moment ago, John is in the heavenly court, and John overhears something. He hears it. It's a little odd, really. What he hears is a bunch of counting and a bunch of numbers. From Judah, 12,000. From Reuben, 12,000. From Gad, 12,000. And on and on and on. Until all 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 her tribe. It it, it reads like a census for battle from the Old Testament. But this battle is not one of swords and violence like the nations. This is not bullets. This is a war of faithfulness to the Lamb, faithfulness to his ways and his teachings, to his love. The description of the 144,000, reading that number literally brings with it a whole host of problems. The point here is not that there are 144,000 people in heaven or, or some realm of heaven or something like that. No, the number represents completion. 12 times 12 times 1,000. These numbers represent totality. They represent fullness, the whole. In other words, no one is uncounted. All of God's people are accounted for. The entirety of God's people have been sealed. John tells us he hears this almost as though he overhears it, as though God's heavenly workers are making sure the calculations and the algorithms are all correct. Well, John hears this from across the room. Something else. And then, as John hears this, he looks up and he sees a sight that takes, that that when he takes it in, it makes what he heard seem impossible. For John sees a mass of humanity, a crowd no one could possibly count, impossible to count. It's a sea of people from all over the planet. Every tribe, every nation, every language, every ethnicity, every race. This is a blow your mind multitude of people. They're standing there before the Lamb of God. They're clothed in white, a symbol of victory and purity. They carry palm branches, symbols of victory and celebration. They have been rescued and they sing a victory song, a rescue song. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. This is a victory song, a rescue song. Sit and imagine that scene. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Give some time to sit and ponder that scene. To reflect on what it must have been like To see it like John saw it. Have you ever been to a stadium of people during an eruption of applause? Imagine that. 10, 20, 100 fold. Maybe more. And then John is told the promise that the lamb will be their shepherd. Leading them to water. and Wiping away every one of their tears. Scholars offer uh, different options for which tribulation is being talked about. What trial is in mind here in Revelation chapter 7? Some see it as yet to take place. Others see it as the persecutions of the Christians by Rome and way, way, way back Others still see a collective of troubles and trials experienced by God's people throughout history. Whatever the referent is, the vision is ultimately about the protection of God and the ways of God's people, reliant on their Savior by His blood, the perseverance of the saints, and ultimately the provision and the comfort given by Jesus to His people. No matter what the trial or the trouble, God's hand of protection and compassion is ever present in the lives of his saints. We belong to Jesus in life, and we belong to Jesus in death. Amen. A few years ago, I read about um, the death of a young woman. Weeks before the end, she was lying in bed, and next to her bed, in a chair, sat her husband. And they were talking about death, and the husband said to his beloved wife, Darling, are you scared to die? And the woman looked to the side to think about this question for a while, and then she said to her husband, No, I don't think so. I believe that Jesus is coming to fetch me. And today... I hold this thunderstorm in my hand as I think about the saints, so many of the saints that God has used to impact my life, whose lives were transformed by the blood of the Lamb. I think of people in my family, uh, my grandmother Anna and her faith, My grandpa Henry, his prayers. My father, who clung to the hope of undeserved grace. I think of Kelly's grandma Dorothy and her commitment to Jesus, her grandpa Reno, whose faithfulness to his community just shine through. These are legacies. A couple months ago, my father-in-law hands me a Bible. It belonged to Kelly's great-grandfather. He was a preacher. Along with the Bible came a bunch of his sermons. I've been moved by his words spoken so long ago. And I also think of the saints who have passed on before us from our own congregation. Too many to mention. I remember long talks with Carlisle Aldrich going to his house hearing the stories behind all these photos all over the place, conversations with Sarah Moyer, her positivity, her gentleness, her laugh. Steve Holm, stories of being in China, sharing the love of Jesus with children, all of his um, glory days on the softball diamond, Trick-or-treating at Lloyd Harkness's house. Feeling genuinely welcomed by Joanne Roney every single time she saw me. I bet she made you feel that way too. And lately I've been hearing the voice of our sister, Sharon McCann, say to me once again, you know, pastor, sometimes you need a pastor too. And there are so many more saints of God who use, that God used to shine the light of Jesus into our lives. How can it be? We all have a list. All of them counted, but too many to count. And I think of these witnesses who have gone before us, and I know that somewhere in that crowd, in Revelation chapter 7, somewhere before that throne, there they are wearing white, waving a pall branch, lifted under the protection and the guidance of the Almighty, that they too are now being led to living water, all their tears wiped away by the one who brings salvation. And they're there because of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we will join them one day, not based on our goodness or our work or the power of our love, but because of the faithfulness of Christ Jesus and his love for us. For Jesus says to us, yes, even today, I am the resurrection and the life and anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for the truths of your word and for the lives of those who have shaped us by your spirit. And as we now move into a time of communion to remember Jesus and his sacrifice, may you prepare our hearts to receive him once again. May this day be a day of gratitude. I lift these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.